Fizz. Fizz. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Fit Fizz podcast, my Fit Fizz friend. I'm so glad you're here. And if you saw the title of today's show, you're probably thinking one of two things. Either you're wondering why I'm calling clean eating a myth, or you're already on to what I have to say and you want to shout this from the rooftops along with me. This is something I've mentioned several times on my personal social media pages over the years. So it's time for me to make this super public and really go on the record with why I hear a screeching sound in my head when I hear the phrase clean eating. If you are a person who freely uses that term, not to worry. I hope to give you some new things to consider while continuing to eat the same foods that you might or might not consider clean. So if you're new to Fit Fizz, my name is Kelly Wilson, owner of Fit Fizz Studio.com, and I'm a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease fighter, and I have over 20 years of professional experience in this field. The information shared here is for educational and informational purposes only. I am not a doctor, so none of the contents should be interpreted as an intent to heal, diagnose, treat, cure, or prescribe. So now that that's out of the way, let's get on with the show. Clean eating, clean eating, clean eating. Oh, how clean eating has made quite a name for itself in middle America. Whether you're a fitness enthusiast or not, or a health food enthusiast or not, you've probably heard that term more times than you can count. I've also had several discussions over time with friends who work in the fitness industry about their thoughts on what clean eating is or isn't. And to my surprise, whether they hate on that term or not, lots of people don't know where it originated. So let's start there. Oh, hold on. Actually, just in case you're not familiar with that term, with the term clean eating, let me give you a brief definition. Different people will give you different definitions, but in general, clean eating is meant to cover a range of healthy foods, and it mostly excludes foods that are boxed, processed, or manufactured. By general terms of clean eating, I think that most people would agree that whole foods are part of clean eating. Things like boxes of cereal, desserts, chips, and foods packaged in a factory are not generally considered part of clean eating. But there are also some marketing gimmicks that come into play. For example, there is one very popular protein bar that comes in a package who even has a tagline of cheat clean. Now, I'm not going to say the name, but it's sold everywhere. And you might, you might know who I'm, what I'm referring to. But they're using that word clean, even though they are selling a processed food item that's made in a factory. And it's, it's a good food. I've eaten a ton of them, but it's just the idea of like clean eating and non-processed foods and then marketing gimmicks. I feel like it's just all such a mess. So that's what I want to sort through a little bit today. And the company that I mentioned, they're not the only ones. 
You could probably find packaged foods in any of the categories I mentioned that are trying to sell consumers a product that they say is clean. (laughs) Things like chips, cereals, heck, there are probably sugary cakes somewhere that are labeled as clean eating. Uh, just for a marketing gimmick. This is a reminder that food labeling practices in the United States are very loose and they're not very highly regulated, even if you might tend to think otherwise. But even if they were regulated, clean eating is still a broad and loosely defined thing. Part of what makes me uncomfortable with using the term clean eating is out of respect for where it originated. So let's talk about that. If I had to share some of my biggest inspirations in the world of health and fitness, one of them would easily be Jen Miller, the inventor of step aerobics and the Reebok step back in the 90s. And that's kind of like where I got my start. And another person would be Tosca Reno, the woman who I believe first coined the phrase clean eating in the late 90s or early 2000s. And it's not because she coined that phrase, but of all of her contributions that she's made to the health and fitness industry. She was married to a man named Robert Kennedy, who owned a publishing empire of many of the top fitness and bodybuilding magazines that have been in circulation since sometime in the 1970s. She married him and she eventually started writing nutrition columns for some of those magazines with recipes and diet advice. And I believe that's where the term clean eating originated. She didn't start out using the term clean eating to be a type of diet or a gimmick or anything that she sold. She really just started saying clean eating as a way to describe healthy whole foods and whole food recipes to the readers of her magazine articles. It was her natural way of trying to get her point across to readers that they didn't need to buy into certain gimmicky diets, but if they just stopped eating processed junk and ate whole unprocessed foods, that would lead them in a direction of healthy, sustainable lifestyle change and possibly weight loss. I really started to pay attention to her because she was and still is not about following fad diets and she's more just about keeping things simple and real and whole. And I really like that in general. She became more and more popular in fitness magazines with her realistic approach and clean eating by that name. And that's when clean eating began to kind of take on a life of its own. I even have a screenshot of a tweet that I sent her way back, I think, in 2010, where I told her how much I loved what she wrote, especially since it was all gimmick free. And she even replied to me and said something like, can I use that as a tagline? And of course, she wasn't serious, but I totally fangirled. And I'll probably uh, post my screenshot of that tweet sometime after this episode comes out. So Due to the popularity of her writing and recipes, she eventually wrote several books about clean eating, and it also became its own magazine. There's Clean Eating Magazine, and around that time, social media really started to become incredibly popular, and along with the popularity of social media, the popularity of clean eating continued to snowball to a point where 
clean eating became this type of diet approach adopted by many types of people who probably didn't even know Toscarino or her genuine intentions behind how that term clean eating even came to exist. So now, even though I say that the commonly used term clean eating is a myth, I do want to say that I have endless endless respect and admiration for Toscarino and all of the incredible contributions that she's made to the fitness industry in a very positive way. And I even went to go check my shelf of fitness books before I started recording. And I even have, I have four books of hers and two others from Robert Kennedy Publishing. And one of them is even signed. So I'm definitely a fan of her original version of clean eating and how it all was created. However, I've never been a person to say that I follow a clean eating diet. I always have and always will follow my own version of healthy eating that doesn't have a label. I've just never been a fan of diets with a name because whether you like to admit it or not, they all have some type of downfall. And especially the longer you you do any type of diet with a certain name, it's going to have some kind of negative effect. And that's a whole rabbit hole in itself. But Let's move on to why do I say clean eating is a myth? Well, it's because it's become this undefinable Frankenstein version of clean eating that has taken on a life of its own, separate from its rightful owner, Toscarino. If we were to take a real look at clean eating and what it's evolved into, it really can't be defined. The term gets thrown around loosely without intention. And like I said, it's even slapped onto labels of processed foods, which totally defeats the purpose. If you were to say something like, I follow a clean eating diet, each person will draw a line of what's considered clean in a different place. And one person might define clean eating as only eating things that came from a plant or an animal. Another person might define it as only eating things that were considered foods when their great grandma was a young girl. Or other people might tell you that clean eating means only eating things where they can pronounce all of the ingredients. And then there are also the smart mouth fitness people who will tell you that clean eating, oh, what does that mean? Does that mean when you wash your food with soap before you eat it? (laughs) And I get why these smart mouth fitness people say it. I used to be one of them. I try to not be so harsh on it because it is just a word. I try to not be as harsh as I used to be, but I get why people say it. And that's because of the vagueness of clean eating. And the people who say that, they realize that there's just no need for that kind of a vague term. There is some overlap in all of those definitions that I gave, aside from the soap version. And What those definitions all have in common is that they focus on whole foods, healthy foods, foods that are minimally processed or not processed and things like that. And I just think that that's a much better way to describe it. And that leads us to talking about ways that the term clean eating can be destructive or maybe even set you up for failure. So Sometimes in order to reach a goal, we need a bit of structure. And sometimes having a diet with a name might be a type of structure that 
gives people what they want or what they need to try to change their habits or to reach a goal. However, if a person is clinging to their own definition of clean eating in a dieting sense, like I'm on a clean eating diet or saying I'm going to follow a clean eating diet, using that label could end up being a source of frustration if you're suddenly handed a cupcake or a friend is having a birthday party at a pizza place. So cupcakes and pizza don't really fall into clean eating. But let's say someday you just simply want a store-bought cupcake or you just want some good old-fashioned greasy pizza from a restaurant. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you partake in that, it might might leave you feeling frustrated and mentally beating yourself up because you ate something that wasn't quote unquote clean. Whereas if you drop the attachment to the term clean eating, if you feel a need to give yourself a type of name, maybe you could just say that you're making smart lifestyle changes or cutting back on processed foods. That way, when you do want to reasonably enjoy something that doesn't fit into the rigidity of a Frankenstein definition of clean eating, you don't have to worry about it. You just eat the healthiest you can most of the time. Then you don't have to make yourself feel as if you've failed for eating something where every ingredient didn't exactly come from the earth or whatever your definition of clean eating might be. So I hope that makes sense. I also think it's destructive because the phrase clean eating insinuates that there are dirty foods. So if we have clean eating, then there must be dirty eating. So what's dirty eating? And dirty eating also kind of feels like a it, it, when you look at if there's clean eating, then there's dirty eating, then it just really feels like a kind of a gross dogmatic kind of thing and a, like a holier than thou type of approach. And that can also lead to destructive eating patterns. So um, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to put these types of labels on foods that feel like they have either an angel halo or devil horns. I also don't really like calling foods good foods or bad foods. It's just there's no need for it. We can if we improve our language, we can improve our relationship with food. Um, and sometimes having labels like clean foods and then dirty foods, it kind of feels like success or failure. And nobody likes to feel like they're failing at what they're eating. So there's just no reason to do that. And that's why another reason why I say it's a myth. Unless, of course, you're directly attributing the fantastic Toscarino. So uh, I like to make that differentiation. So all in all, I hope that you if you do freely throw around the phrase clean eating, that you'll have more awareness around it and maybe even consider dropping the label in your day-to-day language over time. So something that's similarly related because it's also another loose usage of terminology is detoxing or detoxes. I did a short impromptu video on Tuesday, March 12th. If you want to hear more about this, it was on the topic of detoxing and what it is and what it isn't and what real detoxing actually is. I did it because it's another one of those terms that gets loosely thrown around. And I would even go as far as to say it gets thrown around irresponsibly. Um, I say that because of the 
different the different things commonly called detoxes, such as a seven-day green smoothie challenge or a 14-day sugar detox. I don't feel that those types of things rightfully deserve the name detox. A real true detox is something where it's uh, where a supplement called a chelation binder or a chelation supplement is used to actually bind to things that are stored in the liver, such as heavy metals that might have been stored there for years or decades upon decades. And it's a process that typically needs a doctor's expertise and guidance because that true type of detox, there are all types of symptoms that can happen in the process, like leave you feeling sick for a period of time because the body is actually working really hard to remove things from the liver. That is a process that no one should dive into as easily as you dive into something like a seven-day green smoothie challenge. And there's nothing wrong with those things, but I just feel that they're it's not correct to call them a detox. So check out the video if you want to hear more about that. You can also find it on my YouTube channel and I will post a link to that in the show notes. So that is the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to set up a one-on-one coaching call with me to talk about your questions or goals, you can do that on my website, fitfizstudio.com. Please subscribe to the show if you haven't already and leave me a rating or review. It really helps me a lot to um, have my show more findable for people who aren't exactly searching for it yet. So I would really love a rating or review. Please subscribe, share this with a friend if you found it interesting. And until next time, breathe, stay strong, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.